you can't be a fan anymore. You can't be that guy that says, oh, Wayne Gretzky, could you just sign my stick here? You know, my son would love it. everyone welcome back and thanks for tuning in to this week's episode i got to learn a lot more about sports journalism from wayne scanlon's experiences as a sports journalist wayne talks about his experiences traveling the world as a sports writer the kind of work involved with that where he started as a writer and how he now works as a writer for sportsnet wayne's got a really interesting story so i hope you enjoy so why don't you start with introducing yourself and telling us how you first became a sports journal or not a sports journalist. Columnist, yeah. Well, it's a journalist. You'll take anything, sports writer, yeah. media person. They all, they all apply, but um, yeah, no, I, I started, I actually started in um, small town papers. Uh, I worked in Allison, Ontario, just North of Toronto for a weekly paper and went from there to the Barry examiner, spent five years there, but not in sports. I was actually the, city editor when uh, when I left there and I decided I wanted to travel the world but also cover the Tour de France uh, bicycle race so I left uh, in 1986 to cover the tour and I actually freelanced for the Ottawa Citizen and when I was finished my year of travel I spent 10 months on the road and I circled the globe and went to I think uh, 25 different countries and had a great time but when I came back the Citizen had a, they had an opening here and they remembered my work from covering the 1986 Tour de France. And um, lo and behold, I got an interview and I was working here two weeks later. So I was with the Ottawa Citizen for 30 years, uh, retired, took an, uh, an early retirement in 2018 and jumped on board with Sportsnet. And I've been contributing to them for more than two years now, mostly covering the Ottawa Senators. Wow, that's incredible. And I definitely have more questions focused on your role at Sports Center. But first off, why did you become a sports writer? Did you, I guess you have a passion for both writing and sports and you sort of combined the two? Yeah, I think that's that's fair to say. And, you know, the first the first job I had in Allison, we actually launched uh, a sports section for the first time. We had a junior C hockey team, and I was there on Friday nights taking notes, and I'd have a camera in my other hand and trying to get some pictures of a puck in front of the net, and wasn't much of a photographer. But the great thing about working for those small papers is you learn every aspect of the paper, from production to the darkroom techniques, and of course, you don't don't have a dark room anymore. You don't soup film and all that good stuff, but it was it was a great training ground for me. Um, and so I, I've kind of gone back and forth in my career from between sports and news. Sports is a, is a passion, but when it becomes a job, um, <laughs> it's still a job, you know? So it's, I feel like I have to follow hockey and, and baseball has become kind of my escape sport because hockey's my job. I have to keep, keep on top of what's going on and, especially here in Ottawa with the Senators. But the one thing about working in a field, in a field that you're, where you really love it, uh, it, it will become a job. So I always tell people that if you work in business, sports is your escape. And if you work in sports, then business or something else is likely to be your escape. But uh, oh. I've I certainly had the fan taken out of me. I'm not a fan anymore. Uh, sports writers who can't be fans, uh, you need to keep that separation. But that's just kind of a hazard of the trade. Right. Did you kind of know that you would be getting into that or it was kind of you were in the role and went, oh, I can't have both here. 
Yeah, you find out you, you find out pretty quickly, and you have to be sometimes be a critic, and you have to say what's you have to represent those fans, and you have to understand their passion and what they're thinking. But you you can't be one of them. You you have to be separate. You have to be separate from the team, separate from the fan base, and try to bring bring some perspective based on experience and and your knowledge of the of the sport or what have you. But uh, it, it takes a little time. And in fact, becoming a, a columnist was different from being a beat writer. I started as a beat writer covering junior hockey and uh, and the CFL Ottawa Rough Riders. And then I kind of graduated up to having my own column. And I, I liked that because you could put your stamp on it and have a bit of personality and spin a story and and expound on something beyond the nuts and bolts of a, of a game, the goals and the touchdowns and so on. So I really liked that. I grew into that role and I found that that's the one that suited me best. Very interesting. I know you mentioned that you were working in Allison, but then you found your job at the Ottawa Citizen. Which, which one came first and how did you end up moving out to Ottawa or what did that look like? Yeah, well, I went from Allison to Barrie. Barrie is just north of Allison. I spent five years there. In fact, I was there when a tornado ripped through the town and tore it apart and killed several people. And that was kind of my baptism as city editor because I just started on that job a week earlier and the tornado rolled through. Um, we won some awards for our coverage of that. Very proud of, of the work that little paper did covering the tornado. And um, so it was very different to come to a big city paper like the Ottawa Citizen and move into that sports department and right away covering, you know, big league sports. I covered the, the Blue Jays, two World Series championships, home and away, went to all the games. Uh, I flew on the charter with the Blue Jays. Um, it, it was awesome. I, we, you know, the newspapers in the late 1980s, you had, we had lots of money, lots of resources and tons of ideas. Um, you know, whatever you wanted to do, you could do. And because I was just starting at the paper and didn't have a beat yet. They, they kind of threw me into the Blue Jays pennant race because they needed somebody down there and I wasn't terribly busy at the time. So it's, it's funny what can work in your favor when it comes to assignments. Wow. Did you ever, so were you always behind the camera or did you ever have a role um, during your time, like being on the camera, giving news that way, or were you strictly the writer? Pretty much strictly a writer. I've done a lot of radio work. Um, I've been lucky enough to be sent to 10 Olympic games. And when you go to the Olympics, everybody wants a little piece of you. So, you know, the ra local radio stations would, would want to talk to me every day about what's happening, what's happening with Ottawa athletes or what's happening with the the hockey, whatever else I was covering at the Olympic Games. So I've done some TV work. Uh, the old CGOH station here used to have me on regularly just to kind of talk sports. And I've done uh, the TSN Reporter Show in Toronto. And, um, you know, Sportsnet, we've we've done a few podcasts and different hits, especially now with being shut out of the arenas pretty much during the, the pandemic. And so um, you have to try to create your own media opportunities. So a little bit of camera work, uh, basically in my own office here, but uh, not a ton of TV work. I've basically been a print guy. And what I'm doing now is I'm, I'm filing for sportsnet.ca. So basically their online service providing, uh, you know, written content for them. Yeah, I bet you your role has changed a decent amount because of the pandemic. But it's suited for you if you have always been a writer and that's what you're passionate about, then that works out for you. 
from the moment you start work, from the minute you leave work, what does an average day look like for you? Well, the average day has changed an awful lot because of uh, COVID-19. <laughs> now I never leave the house and I wait for the Zoom availabilities around 11.30 in the morning. And <laughs> we usually get the, the head coach here, the DJ Smith, during training camp. And then they'll present three players for us to talk to. But you know, it's probably better to talk about in normal times. So you'd, you'd probably be at the rink for the morning skate and and then talk to the coach and the players. You'd be allowed in the dressing room to talk to players in a perhaps in a scrum and perhaps in a little one-on-one. -on -one. You might be able to get someone privately for a minute if you want to develop a particular aspect of a story. Um, and, and then, you know, after taping all those interviews, you, you would generally go home. When I work for the newspaper, I might go back to the Ottawa Citizen, but I have worked a lot out of home, even when I was with the newspaper. But with Sportsnet, I mean, they're based in Toronto. Uh, I'm here in Ottawa. This office here is my home base. And so I come back and file the story in the afternoon. If there's a game that night, I'd go back to the arena and set up in the press box. And I might have a story kind of roughed out based on the interviews in the morning and a little bit of the work in the afternoon. And then at night, you, you punch it up with perhaps the results of the game or perhaps focusing on one particular player in that game. And then again, there's more availability after the game in the dressing room and again with the coach after the game. And there's a little workroom just around the corner from the Senators dressing room and the reporters were all in there and we've all got our noise cancelling headphones on and try to focus on our work and get it finished up and send it in. And then away you go you're on your way home but it's a it's a long day on a game day because you're basically working morning afternoon and night with you know the meal breaks in between but uh, that's the way it is on game day other days when there's no game it's 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 a little more routine you get your material in the morning and you come home and you write it up at home and uh, and you send it into your desk i bet you've gotten the chance to meet some pretty big stars in hockey and other sports yeah and again you can't you can't be a fan anymore you can't be that guy that says oh Wayne Gretzky, could you just sign my stick here? You know, my son would love it. You have to kind of step outside that role and, and talk to them as professionals. You know, we're, we're professionals too in the, in the media, trying to do a job and they're doing their job. And they, you know, they're tremendous at understanding what we need. Uh, like Sidney Crosby and Wayne Gretzky, they completely understand the media as well as anybody because they're in so much demand from the media. So uh, Mariel Mew, all these guys, they're, they're all a little different. Some a little more reluctant to... You know, Mario Lemieux was a little more shy, and Wayne Gretzky, he was had so many demands placed on him that, you know, he was happiest when he was just on the ice practicing and away from the family. He was just, you know, he was so much larger than life that you can't even compare him to another athlete in the game. Sidney Crosby is, you know, probably a little less so in demand, and working in American market helps, I think, for him. But, um, yeah, you meet you – meet, a lot of people in in this business and um most of them I, I find especially the hockey players are a real delight to talk to and, and very polite and very respectful that's wonderful hockey's my favorite sport so i've got to ask you what your what your favorite hockey team is well growing up it was the chicago blackhawks i liked um i'm gonna give away my age here but uh bobby hall and stan makita and my, my brother tom and i both loved the Blackhawks, although we, you know, we grew up in Toronto and were Leaf fans and knew all the Leaf players, but there was, there was something about, um, you know, there's often one player, you know, for a young kid, maybe in Montreal or even in Ontario, seeing Guy Lafleur rush up the ice for the first time might, might just turn you into a Canadiens fan. And, and for me, it was Bobby Hall and 
never seen a player so exciting and and so became a Chicago fan after that. But of course, now I wouldn't say I'm a Chicago fan because I'm busy, you know, I'm just busy writing about all the teams and in particularly this one in Ottawa. But uh, that's a team that I really enjoyed as a boy. And in baseball, it was the Boston Red Sox. Oh, yeah. Do you write all sports or do you focus mostly on hockey and, and baseball? Like, do you touch on basketball and football and anything like that? Uh, I was at the Toronto Raptors first game. <laughs> it count for anything, but I, I haven't gone back to do any more. I was just down there to, you know, kind of be there for the moment. Um, it, as I mentioned before, I've done, I did CFL football for a while, junior hockey, um, the NHL. At, at the Olympics, you cover everything. You know, we like to say we become instant experts in long track speed skating and short track speed skating and alpine skiing and all the events that we never cover for the rest of the four years. Yeah, it, I've been fortunate to do a, a wide variety of things. And uh, and I, I kind of like that. It, um, it, it kind of gets you to meet different people and different sports that have different demands on the athletes. So I've enjoyed that. Right, I bet. So I was wondering if you typically do your work and your writing alone or if you pair up with other writers and combine your different insights together. It, it really depends where you are. I mean, uh, we kind of gather at the rink and we exchange ideas and kind of bat things around a little bit. And at night after a game, you might have a question. Did he say this? Is that, the, you know, it's, it's kind of nice to be in that forum and very much so at an Olympic games because you're in a workroom with hundreds of other journalists and you can, you might go over to see someone from another country and get perspective on, on what, what's happening with their nation and a, and a team that, you know, represents that nation. So it really varies, but in a, in a typical day, if I'm just getting a, a file and a zoom call, you know, we're very much isolated just like everybody else is during this pandemic. So there's a lot, of, a lot fewer exchanges. You can text a friend and bounce things off each other that way. But um, you really miss the camaraderie. And I think it, it makes us all better as journalists when we're able to, to work together and, and kind of work through problems. Yeah, it's too bad the pandemic has definitely affected a lot of people's work life in and, and so many different ways. Looking back on all the jobs that you've attained over the years, how you were exactly able to find these jobs, like how, for instance, your, the job at Sportsnet, like how were you able to get that job? Was it a matter of, reaching out or applying online or a phone call or what did that look like? Well, see, I mean, I think you probably understand how it works when you, when you're starting out, you know, you'd, uh, when I was young, you tried to get a few clippings so you could add to your resume and you could show somebody that you'd been published in a newspaper. I mean, today it might be a podcast or, you know, uh, look at this blog that I'm doing and I seem to be uh, attracting attention and, and that way you can get started. So it's, it's changed in some ways and in other ways it hasn't, but, after I'd been in the business for 30 years, I thought, you know, I wouldn't mind hanging around and doing a, a little bit more writing and maybe not as demanding, maybe two or three columns a week. And so I reached out to Sportsnet and to TSN and I heard back from Elliot Friedman, who I knew from, you know, 30 years in the business and him coming coming to the rink here in Ottawa with Hockey Night in Canada. So um, he got back to me within a couple of days and said, you know, I think we might have something. And Sportsnet didn't really have a writer in Ottawa, they have Kyle Bukoskis, a very talented on-air personality on uh, on the Hockey Night in Canada broadcast. But um, he said, yeah, I started there a little over two years ago and I'm um, still contributing to them. So in that, in that respect, it was just having a better reputation and being known, a known commodity that, uh, that helped me get that gig. Right. 
I wanted to ask you what the most difficult part of being a sports writer is, do you think? Well, I, I think for all of us, for for writers, I think it's the deadlines. Um, it's a little bit different working for a, an online outfit. They don't really have deadlines and you can probably, you know, take a little longer if you want. And there's generally someone there on the desk at late hours. So it takes a little bit of that pressure away. But, you know, there's what we call buzzer beaters in the business, on, in the print side, having to write a game story and basically have, have that almost filed before the game ends, you know, just punching it through and getting it, you know, the very tight newspaper deadlines. We can be running to a bus and sitting in the corner, you know, getting on the, the team bus to go to the airport or back to the hotel and you're typing as you go and trying to get a hot spot so you can pick up some Wi-Fi as soon as you leave the rink. And it's pretty insane. I've, I've filed stories from uh, phone booths and I remember transcribing a story during the Tour de France and I had this French person banging on the wall of the phone booth saying, I want to make a phone call. <laughs> I'm busy transcribing my story, you know, so it's that, that kind of pressure that comes with it. But, you know, it's it's part of what makes it fun as well is the adrenaline and then it gets you, it wakes you up in a hurry, but it's sometimes tough to settle after a, a long night and a, a busy playoff game and coming back down to earth again. I can only imagine. On the flip side, what do you think you enjoy most about uh, being a sports writer? Oh, it's been such a, a, a fun business to be in. I mean, we like to say we, you know, we just watch games for a living. You know, it's not a real job. I mean, there are there are pressure pressures and stresses, and you got to write something that's a little bit interesting. But you know, I, I think just the camaraderie, traveling to all these playoff series in Pittsburgh and Chicago, and you know, we went to California for the Stanley Cup final against Anaheim, and uh, it's just shared experiences with people in the business and maybe going out to a cool little bar in the neighborhood after a long night's work or after covering the Olympic games. I mean, those moments, I can remember being with the hockey writers in, in Turin, Italy. We had a little, there's a little family restaurant. They would basically open it up for us to come around after our, we filed from the hockey tournament, the Olympic hockey tournament in Turin and great little neighborhood spot and the family laying out the tablecloths for us and we come in and have a late night meal and just talk about the game that was and uh, you know those are the things you remember long after the the games are done. Right I can only imagine the amazing experiences that you've had over the years. I was just thinking did that ever with traveling and being in different places and being a busy writer do you think that ever conflicted or came about to affect like your family life or would you say you had a pretty good social and family life along with your job? It's a, it's a tricky balance. And I think I'm, I'm lucky that I was able to work, you know, from home as much as I could. And when I'd go to an Olympics, I might get two or three weeks off and could, could balance it off with uh, sharing some time at, at home and, and being a decent dad to two kids and a decent husband to my wife, Anne. So there's no doubt that she carried the load when I was gone, the, the, our kids were very young when I was covering most of those Olympic games and you're, you're gone for a three week spell. You know, it's not like a short trip to Toronto and back from a hockey game and then you, it's back to normal again. You're gone for long periods of time and it's, it's very, very tough on, on the home life. But, you know, my wife was a, was a teacher and it actually worked out pretty well. She tended to be home late afternoon and I got a, uh, you know, she could be there for the kids when they got home from school. And I, if I was doing a game at night, she'd be here, but I'd be here in the morning, maybe to help the kids get off to school or, you know, be home for lunch with them a lot of the time. So, you know, it, it, our two careers meshed fairly well, I would say. Oh, that's good. 
Now, would you say there's a lot of jobs in the field that you're in? Because it kind of seems like it's it's a pretty limited field. There's only so many sports journalists, especially at Sportsnet, that there can be. But would you say, in general, there's there's a good amount of work for people? It's really it's really changing, and and I think you're having to be a real self starter because those all those jobs we all you know came out of journalism school or you know get a start in the business at a local paper or for a local radio station or a network and the networks are laying off a lot of people. The newspapers are shrinking. You know, our, our local paper basically has one hockey writer. And when I was there at its peak, we, we had four or five hockey writers. So it's just, there aren't the jobs there, but you know, I, I would never want to discourage any young person from getting into the, the business. I just think, I think it's changed a lot with, with the approach and, and, you, you need to do something, show initiative by starting a podcast or starting a blog, getting noticed. Social media platforms are more important than ever. Um, you know, that was something that we didn't even consider. It wasn't even part of our, our job when I started in the business, but now it's a big part of it. You know, you've got to have a presence on Twitter. They want eyeballs looking at your stories and the, the more followers you have and the more followers the network has, more people are going to look at it and they can bring some advertising in and all that good stuff. So, it, it's definitely changed, uh, but I still think there are there are still jobs for good good hungry people that want to get into the business. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Just getting noticed, and I guess that's the name of the game. The more out there and more of a reach you can have with people, the the better your chances are of finding work. Absolutely. Thanks for checking out this week's episode. Go ahead and leave a five-star review if you really enjoyed it. I would really appreciate that. If you think sports writing or working for Sportsnet sounds interesting, then check out what opportunities are out there and available. Sportsnet is actually currently hiring for a talent content producer, so opportunities are out there. Make yourself known, reach out, see who's hiring, and you may end up surprising yourself. I'll see you guys next week.